Welcome back to another podcast. This is podcast number 19 and today's guest is Trevor Merrills. We're here with Trevor Merrills, who is, uh, are you the leader or just the representative of UCG and UTAG? And I don't know the difference of those two. Well, first of all, thank you for inviting me, oh, Dean. It's, it's a pleasure to be here. I'm the General Secretary of the United Cabbies Group, which yep. is a trade organisation that represents taxi drivers and Knowledge of London students. Mm -hmm. And I'm also a director of UTAG, which is, as you know, a body that's set up through um, donations to defend through the legal route, the taxi trade's interests. Yeah. So it's kind of like the UTAG is a legal arm and then UCG is the, is the members? They're, they're totally separate. Right, but there's separate organisations started by the same people? Yeah, but it was, an, in, it was uh, in, an idea of the UCGs that we needed. We felt that the trade needed to start looking at a legal route for some, to defend some of our working practices. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately, all that comes to money. Yeah. And we approached a, a uh, stakeholder just to ask would you be interested in maybe getting a legal opinion? And the stakeholder, uh, and I'll, I'll be for eternally grateful forever to him, he uh, arranged a meeting with a, lot, a few stakeholders. And out of that grew UTED because the stakeholders understood without the, uh, us defending our working practices, there'd be no one coming through on the knowledge. And without anyone coming through on the knowledge, they've got no business. Yeah. yeah. And so it, we're all in it together. We are... A, you know, I often say this, we're a family, we're a dysfunctional family. Yeah, not much. <laughs> but we are a family because yeah. we all, we, because the knowledge of London, the vehicle we drive, yeah. and Plyme Fire are all intrinsically linked. So when you go on this journey to become a London taxi driver, you, you start on the knowledge of London, hence where Wizen comes in. Yeah. But once you've done the knowledge of London, then you need to get a taxi, hence where the stakeholders will come in, your credit card machines, meters, et yeah. taxis, et cetera, et cetera. And your licence, of course, says Plyme for Hire. And I would say this because I'm, a, I'm the General Secretary of an organisation, what the orgs give you is a little bit, it's like an insurance policy, isn't it? If you might need them for advice for medicals yeah. or parking uh, tickets or whatever, you'd, it's, it's there for you. Yeah. Would you say it's a necessity to join? I personally would say so because yeah. I think, what well, have you got to lose? Because, you know, you've got everything to lose. You've worked so hard to get your badge and bill. Yeah. And you can lose it quite easily through... Not saying the right things, yeah. not giving the correct answer, because TfL will, as a, a regulator, might ask you a question or might want a medical from you or something like that, and you're unable to provide the information they want. You don't fully understand the implications of DVLA 2 and things like right. that. Whereas in all, we, we got Angela and Karen who deal with that day in, day out. So they know what the, the regulator is looking for. They know what you need to ask your doctor for, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. But it's more than just that, though, isn't it? Because we've uh, just recently had a ballot on the UCG membership and over 85% have voted in favour we want next year's tariff increase. See, that we, as an organisation, what we do is we put it out to our members. Yep. So let them make the decision. And then that will be our policy. But uh, democratically, putting everything out to people to vote upon sometimes doesn't work. So you're putting selective things out or everything out to be voted upon? We put the important things out. Yeah. You know, we don't, I don't need, we don't need our members to turn around and say to us, to, you know, should we take, if we're at a meeting with TfL, should we have a glass of water? Yeah. But if TfL turn around and say we want to do X, Y and Z and bring that in, then I think that only right that you, in, you ask the people who are paying £15 a month, their yeah. views on it, because yeah. ultimately it's going to affect them. Yeah. 
And you, you say fifteen pound a month. That's for taxi drivers, and the membership for knowledge students is free. Yeah. Um, and what would be the benefit for a knowledge student? What What are we they? would defend you if, if you get any like same things like points on your license yeah. and things like that. Anything that could stop you becoming a taxi driver. Okay, so it, there's. I am. Um, I am pretty pretty unionist in my. Uh, as I got older and uh, became more unionist, I, I'm going to guarantee that you're you're probably a Mick Lynch fan. <laughs> well, I like anyone who would defend the work their workers yeah. and their members. And uh, I know that uh, the post have been on strike. I know you used to be a postal worker. Yeah, and I was a t- union official in the post office, so that's my history. So I would be pro the CWU as well. Yeah, and that, that's probably why you stepped into this uh, role with the UCG. And you was you railroaded into this position or? It, oh. It's a bit of a boring story, really. Uh, what it was is, once again, this it was Twitter, and there was a group of taxi drivers I happened to be on one, and there's the lovely Angela Clarkson, yeah. uh, who's, ab- who's the UCG's Deputy General Secretary. By the time, she was, she's been in the industry over 30 years, and she put on Twitter that she'd never never had pie mash. Can you believe it? A Londoner <laughs> never having pie mash? And she's from South East London as well. Obviously, she's from the posher part than myself. But, so we all arranged to go down Manzies, down Tabbridge Road, about yeah. five or six Taxi drivers, and it was a lovely. It, was, it might have been a Tuesday day or whatever it was in the week, and we all, and she'd never had pie mash before. And I, and we we ordered a pie mash, and I ordered a double double because that's what you yeah, yeah. do. That's the lingo <laughs> thing. For, <laughs> I'm for a pie mash expert. <laughs> things East London, but yeah. he does know the pie no, mash. No, we our pie mash is better than South East London. Yeah. <laughs> so and and out of that grew a friendship uh, yeah. amongst five or six um, taxi drivers on social media. None of it was political or involved with all. It was just friendship amongst. Cab drivers, car, you know, stay away from, I don't know, Tanner Street today, the traffic is diabolical, I've had a nightmare day, it's X, Y and Z. And out of that, it was just arranged that we'd have a night, because we're all a bit worried about what was happening to the trade at yeah. the time. And uh, I was invited along, and everyone introduced themselves, because by this time there's about 15 people coming along to this meeting at night yeah. time, pardon me. And we all introduced ourselves, all spoke, and I don't particularly remember... What I said, but I know that it was a bit shocking really, because everyone just stared at me, <laughs> which is not the first time that's happened. But I thought, oh god, what have I done now? But it was, yeah. and that's how the basically they went. God, your the passion what you put into yeah. that because I do care. No, I've noticed that with you all the time, all the years I've known you. Yeah, and uh, and with that, um, someone suggested where well, there was there was a UCG that had was launched round about the time of the Olympics, but it was through no fault of the people involved, it was just dormant. It was it wasn't going anywhere, it wasn't attracting any membership. So mm. we had a meeting with them, we asked for a meeting and just said we, we asked what we need a gnome to come to. And whatever that number was at the time, the UCG might have had, I don't know, twenty five, thirty members. And uh it it was a natural own. Yeah. And uh with that I, I took I become what the UCG's um campaigns manager and I was given the task of organising demonstrations which is not everyone's cup of tea no, and no. I get that and yeah. I get the controversy of, of it but of course eventually our demonstrations were having 10,000 people attending yes. and with that the UCG grew uh, I became the deputy uh, vice chairman and then eventually I became the general secretary. I think at the time did Len Martin start it? He was one of the founders of it, yes. Yeah, because I knew Len quite well. And that's basically it. Yeah. And then after that, I, I I got the honour of being the General Secretary of the Leader, which is an honour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolute honour. And you are enjoying your role or you're finding it hard? It's, it's stressful. stressful at times. Yeah. It's, you, you, 
you do get frustrated because you look at the bigger picture and you worry and you know things like the knowledge numbers the last yeah, couple no, of years numbers. They, they lead to sleepless nights mm-hmm. because if you haven't got no one coming through you've got no long term viability yes this has been our um, our main thoughts of how we, we try to adapt we're changing we're making everything much more online much more YouTube based just trying to stay afloat really and be come into the modern world um there are changes coming which you are aware of yeah. because you've had the meeting with them and I'm aware of. I'm not sure how much we're allowed to speak about them. Um, personally, um, let's go back to the protest thing because I quite like I quite like that idea and I, I quite like to debate that one. And this is going to be similar, I suppose, to the people that threw the tomato soup on the Van Gogh recently. And it's kind of like you're making a protest to save the planet, but you just did it in a way that perhaps you shouldn't do. And this is the argument. How do we but get your that, point That's across? where we have a difficulty being, you know, we're taxi drivers, we're all working men and women, and we're, we're individuals. Mm-hmm. And we don't need no trade union to negotiate our pay or our um, what leave entitlement we've got. Mm-hmm. But we have got issues going on within the trade. And, and the UCG took the decision that we would go on the demonstration trail. And I think we started off at Oxford Street, and people wondered why we chose Oxford Street. Well, it completely mucked up London buses for the day. Mm-hmm. So it, you could say that was a bit immature. That was, but you was targeting TfL. Yeah, you was targeting TfL at the time. So the demonstrations they continued to grow, but because of the size of them, and we're all sitting around in three ton of metal. Yeah, the police, you're blocking the entire London. You know. Yeah. And so the police then started using uh, government uh, measures against us. So we, I was taken into. I was asked to turn up at Scotland Yard, where I was issued with a Section 11. You was? Yes. Personally or yeah, the group? Pers- <laughs> and on behalf of the UCG. Yeah. Being the, so we, the UCGs have Section 11s, Section 12s and Section 15s for incitement. Oh, wow. So we had to take a, a decision as an organisation uh, that we're going to have to... It was Because it, after 18 months of that, it had worn us out, to be honest yeah. with you. What we, do you think was the... Was the how successful was it at achieving our overall aims of what it well, was trying to do but very limited really wasn't it we got a letter into um we got a letter into uh downing street yeah because on the back of our grievances we mm. opened up the you know a bit political there at, at the time the engagement policy was only open to uh not to, to everybody but we got it opened up to anyone who wants to be in it which yep. is what's happened now and of course it led to the task and finish group at parliament right so, so in that respect, results. there was, but did we get what we was hoping for or aiming for? The answer to that is is obviously no. No. If you had your chance again, do you think we could have done something else? Do you think there was another another strategy that we could have took? Einstein's a treacherous mirror, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. So if if the trade could turn the clock back, if the trade could turn the clock back to twenty twelve, yeah, what the trade should have done is rather than say is it a meter or not. It should have gone to court and asked, is this prime for or not? And at the time, before the public even got a taste of it, there would be, in my opinion, not just by another legal yep. uh, expert's opinion, is there would have been no way this would, that you would have lost. Mm. So we, but we can't but, see that, that hindsight. But we can, we can, uh, history repeats itself. So we can take our lesson from that that we've done. And hopefully, as things go on in the future, we make sure that we don't repeat ourselves with the mistakes that maybe we made. Yeah, but it's frustrating, isn't it? We're very limited in what we can do because we yes. haven't got... 
we haven't really got much leverage because we don't. The only people we pee off is the general public. Yes, and that's the problem. That's the pro- they we, are our customers, and it's not as if we're employed by anyone. That the employer gets the yeah. the, uh, the grief, and they sort this your workers out for God's sake. Give, uh, sit down with them. What do they want? Come to an agreement. Yeah. See, see, it's nothing to do with us. We don't pay them. They, they, they're individuals. They, if yeah. they want to block, but what you have, you know, and touch on it. There was a. I don't know if you're aware, the, the guys that done Parliament, the guys and girls that done Parliament Square for nearly two years. That, I mean, that's fantastic for them. But, you know, they, but it was, there was numbers were very limited and they were watching fellow taxi drivers carrying on work and it's soul destroying, isn't mm. it? Because the issues they were actually saying are issues that the trade needs yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. This was another face. aspect of the problem is that we weren't kind of united enough. So my view certainly on the protests were... If we're going to do that, we need to be in for a penny, in for a pound. It needs to be everybody. You need to show the force. If you're not going to do it, and they've got us split like the Palestinian Liberation Front of People's Front of Judea from Monty Python. Well, Once they've got a split, well, yes, I mean that—that's that, one of the names that's been thrown at the UCG over the years. Twelve nutters in a calf. The people, <laughs> the People's Front of Judea, and yep. now we're apparently a cult. But that's but the, the trade is like that, isn't it? Because it's that, awful like that. It's absolutely awful because there's no unity. Mm-hmm. But I might say as the UCG might have a thing that this is our priority, but other people say that other things are the priority. But what we should do, and I've I've often advocated this, is agree. Let's all meet and what we agree on, we all agree on, and have, and work <laughs> together on them. What we don't agree on, push to the to the back yeah, at the moment, yeah. because. Whether we like it or not, it's not about my ego or anyone else's. It's a, the facts of the matter is, the stark reality is that we've got no one coming through on the knowledge. Yeah. And without that, we've got no long-term viability. Yes. Now, this comes down to then the strategy of TFL, and I've been thinking about this for quite a while. They had two options, which were to make the knowledge easier and pass people out quicker, which would encourage people to join on and start doing it. Or not score the people that are on the knowledge to keep them on the knowledge longer so that they've still got a job for the people they want to do. How long have you been out now? Oh, 56 was my first cab. So what's that? 16, 17 years? 16, 17 years. And uh, so that's like me and you must have known each other now for 20 years nearly, yeah. thereabouts. Um, and how old are you now? Oh, an old man. I'm a fat old man. I'm 58 <laughs> now. 58. We were young men back then, Trev. I, was, I don't think I've ever been a young man, Dean. I've just been Morrissey fan and proclaimed just been a mystery. Well, your life. hair was the same colour, but it was longer. <laughs> yeah, well, it's got... <laughs> it, uh, now it's just wash and go. It just goes after the show. <laughs> the, but you still look healthy and... Uh, I try my best. Yeah, I, I am. I, I'm going to skate uh, this week, definitely. Maybe a couple of times. I like to skate Victoria Park and I still go to Romford, Elm Park, Skate Park. And uh, there's a nice indoor one if it gets too cold at Barking. So, yeah. But Paul's also a fitness freak. He's a bit yeah, of a what? tennis player. Yeah. I, I actually might have to challenge you at a game of tennis. I am good for one set. Same um, as me, to be honest. I always, I always get, I always play better players than me. Nick a set, and then I can't go any further. Knackering, isn't it? It's yeah. exhausting. And then after that, you're sort of walking to the shot that's just been played to you. And, uh, I'm the same, and I get knocked down because they're going to win now. And you think like, if I was fit, you wouldn't win. So because yeah. I'm not fit. So we're here with Paul Byron again. Me and Paul are going to be uh, interrogating Trevor Merrills from <laughs> UCG and UTAG. Which I still don't understand the difference slightly. Why do we have to have two separate things? What I, I, I understand 
this kind of legal arm and this kind of the members arm, but why can't you have them together? Because the not everyone in, who su- subscribes to UTAG is a UCG member, and they don't want to be a UCG member. Ah. And UCG is is the, should we say, the political wing or provisional yep. wing of, but UTAG is a, a separate entity made up of people in all, no alls and some, made up of stakeholders, yep. made up of people who are supporters of the taxi trade. Yeah. And it's it's political. It's it's its aims are all legal. Right. It doesn't get involved in the politics of the trade. Or should we, you know, things like the age limits, mm. or it's not right. They they won't get involved in the knowledge. It, it, its sole purpose is to set up to defend the working interest of the yeah. taxi trade. Hence, why the Bishop's Gate, which is still is still raw, <coughs> because you, how the hell we can win as a trade and lose? Uh, we won. Seven out of ten, with no uh, uh, refusal, they were refused an appeal. They got an appeal, and they uh, it was turned over. We lost ten nil. I mean, it's and then we got refused permission for the Supreme Court. So if you were cynical, you would say that that you know that's hardly British justice's finest moment, and you mm. could say that British justice is the best in the, that money can buy. Yeah, are we cynical as a trade? Uh, I think we're I've a little not bit. noticed it. Um, <laughs> yeah, but then what? again, I'm in the UCG and probably with like-minded people. And we're, apparently, we're all twelve nutters in a calf. Well, no, <laughs> you, you might be. I don't know. The, the, uh, the thing that's always, always bothered me is, uh, and I've said it many times in the past, it's the there are some people in this trade uh, who shouldn't have a voice, and it's if you want to have a voice, then if you're not a member of a trade organisation. You can't really then say, oh, the organisations are bad, but you're not a member. You can't really stand up and say, you know better, if you're not doing anything, if you're not being part of anything to make something better. And there's a lot of people in this trade that are Twitter screamers and shouting rubbish and abuse at loads of people for everything. And it's this it's always, always bugged me that they, it's so many unarticulate morons in our trade that shout things and think they know better. Yeah, and I think that's probably the reason why we've got quite a few different unions. I might be wrong in saying that, but well, we did talk about it before you arrived. The right. uh, People's Front of Judea and the the what is the <laughs> other one? We're a cult. We're the, the UCG over the course of, over the years has been called the People's Front of, the, of Judea. Twelve matters in the case. Yeah. Oh, okay. This is this is this is a tax on the UCG. Yeah. And, and now we're a cult. I mean, what we'll be next week is. But it's, getting back on your point, there, yeah. I mean, I do understand the frustrations that cab drivers might feel. Yes, true. I understand, but and you know, cause there, be, there will be cab drivers who will obviously want to watch this podcast and listen to it just so they can be critical. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I'll just say to them though, I don't think you do the trade any favors whatsoever, irrespective of what your views are on apps. Uber, should we use them as an example? If a, someone puts on social media that they were ripped off. By Uber or X, Y, and Z, I don't think it portrays the trade in a great light that we come piling in on somebody and trying to say, uh, "Shame you never got raped." Yeah, you deserve that. Oh you yeah, deserve, yeah, yeah, and you and you you'll use it. them again. You'll use, use them again, and, you, and because you. I think that's not going to encourage. Because I've got a daughter, that's not going. You know, if someone says yeah, I got a raped, that's not going to encourage me to say to her. You make sure you use a back cab in the future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would encourage me, to, and I'm sorry, like, this might offend a lot of people. It would encourage me if I wasn't associated with the traders, use anybody but them. Yeah, yes. Yeah. That would, that, and that's, that's human, like, that is, yes. that's the reality. So I get your frustrations, because uh, I'm frustrated as, as much as anybody, but we've, 
it's just not nice behaviour. Oh, it's moronic. Want, it's completely moronic. If um, people want to use Uber and then complain afterwards, they've learnt their lesson. Yeah. Right? You, for us to come in and to make them feel under time or insult them, mm. it's not our business. Let, let, let those who want to... Let Uber defend their own practices. Those Uber supporters defend it. We don't have to do nothing. Stand yeah. above it. Yeah. Stand above it. It's not our business. Don't have to do that. You could even argue it's a conspiracy theory because if I was Uber, you'd think to yourself, I know a strategy. Let's pretend we're black cab drivers. Well, I and, think there is an element of that and, and as let's well. let's slag off uh, these people who are using I Uber. I think there is an element yeah. of that. I do think that. Mm. But, then, but some accounts, I know are taxi accounts because yeah. I have them on me. Yeah. So I know some of the choice things they've said. So I do know that they are genuine, but I just feel that sometimes we, we say we're the gold standard, and we are. We do go through the knowledge process, which is yes. the toughest topographical test in the world. By far. By far. And then we get out, get our badge, and it's like we have this switch go off in our head. Yeah, so that we become the most obnoxious <laughs> people you could find. And then we wonder why no one's got any sympathy for yeah, us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the reason for that is, mate, because last week on Twitter, totally unreserved, I've got a load of taxi drivers all screaming at me because I innocently called an, uh, an Addison Lee a taxi. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you know, because I don't live in London, so I didn't realise outside London we call taxis and private minicabs one and the same word. Yes. And But I've, I've had 3,000 cab drivers insulting me 24-7, and I'm sorry, I don't, you know, so that, but that's an extreme case, isn't it? But the, tra yeah. the trade has got some issues. The trade has got a PR issue, mm -hmm. a PR a failing. But how do you, but we are up against companies that can go and lend millions upon millions. How do we, how do we get a positive spin on ours? We have got taxi PR, who yep. does sterling work, yep. but we should look to maybe put more street advertising out on the uh, bus stops, et cetera, et cetera. You know, our vice chair, Tommy, yesterday was behind a bus and he saw this advert for uh, ex-forces, forces employment, it was called. Yeah. And then he just he asked, you know, why don't we encourage them to do the knowledge? Mm -hmm. Why aren't we going to these default ex-servicemen and saying, do you want to do the knowledge of London? They used to, Trevor. Yeah. They used to do that. There was even the Hague House used to have a fund to give them the money. The money uh, they would contact the schools and say we will fund their study. So I don't know if they're they're not doing it anymore. Trevor, what's your thoughts on the the, the length of time that uh, people have to take to do the knowledge these days? I mean, seventeen years ago, how long did it take you, for instance? Oh well, I wasn't the best case really. So scenario, so well, you weren't bad. But, <laughs> I did tell you several times to give it up, but yeah. <laughs> but no, I, 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 look, a lot of it, you, you Dean would know because he runs a school. Yeah, right. So you would know that are some of the questions relevant they're asking. So at the meeting we had last week they, or the week before, they were talking about maybe um, stop these obscure points that you've got no chance. But what we want to do is it's finding the happy medium, isn't it? We've got to keep the standards. Yes, agree with that. So by keeping the standards, can we keep the standards and reduce the time it takes? Yes. Um, the proof of that pudding will be in the eating. Do we need to go along to an examiner? Where the, uh, and we've all been there, you know, that they'll open a drawer and go, where's that? And then quickly put it back in. You've got no chance that day of scoring. Mm -hmm. You've got no <laughs> chance of... So that perhaps them sort of customs and practices. But we also do need to keep... It's, it's such a difficult... Look, I get it that, that people will say they have a quicker knowledge, but then the other side of that is, but we want to maintain the standards. Yes, but the, the, it's again comes down to PR. Um, it's not necessarily 
we can say quicker. We was choosing words, I think, at some stage. The we, we were trying saying, to we were trying to put it across as as bit as not being watered down. But anytime you try and make a change to the knowledge and you try and put it out there, everyone's saying you're trying to water the water down thing comes out. You're watering it down. You're watering it down. You're watering it down. Yeah. Whereas Dean's trying to put it across in a way where you can cut certain things to still maintain mm-hmm. the standard, but they don't want to listen to that. All they're hearing is, well, Dean's got a school. Paul's got a fleet. They want more bums on seats. That's how yes. they. Put, that's how they see it. Yeah, but they're not we, seeing we, the survival of the. We knowledge. want it to be seen as we need to. We need to make it more dynamic, so that we can get more people interested in doing the knowledge, and maintain the numbers of the fleet. That's how we wanted to put it across, but yeah. everyone takes it the wrong way. So this is why we need people yeah. like yourself but to that, But say, that's Look, a lack of communication, isn't it? I, it I is, mean, I, because no one's interested in communicating it. Well, that's the problem. Mm. And I hope this doesn't come across as a criticism, but I think it might have been about a year ago, Wizan done a, a um, was it YouTube, that, that there was, there was going to be some changes to the knowledge, and I yeah. think it was about the su- suburban ones. Yes. Yeah. Right. So, you know, I'm just thinking... Yeah. And we got inundated. Have you seen this? Have you... We knew nothing about it. Mm-hmm. Right? As an oh, yeah, yes, I caused the problem, but I remember now, right? yeah. Yeah, but it's not, let's say, please say, it's, it's not a criticism. So, so straight away, this is a walking down of knowledge. But when you do some investigations, what it <laughs> actually what ended up being is that over the course of the time, and you would know the exact figures, that these suburban runs have ended up going from whatever number to now a ridiculously, you're duplicating it for your t- four times. So all they mm-hmm. were doing was taking away the, the duplication that you don't need. Yes. Now, that was... If that was presented communicated, proper, communicated by, yes. properly to the trade, no one would have then turned and got up in arms. This is a watering down yes. of the trade. So I, we went Completely along agree. to the. Um, yeah, you're right. We went along because the another thing it's like not a part of political broadcast by the UCG, but we have got <laughs> a lot a lot of female members. Yeah, which are you know it's, it's fantastic. That's great. But the reality is, it's a fantastic. The, I think the taxi trade, the, the job is a fantastic job anyway. But if you're a lady who's got kids at school, yeah. and school, it's a fantastic trade. Yeah, we need to get them involved more. You, you could, and there's a market there, where, you yeah. know, and that we're missing out on. But Karen, who's our chair, uh, she went along to a couple of knowledge schools to just watch what they were doing because we were in all these things that and, and are watering down in the knowledge. And then we went to the presentation. We were surprised that it wasn't as extreme that we was we were fearful of. Yeah, <laughs> but the test in that pudding is going to be the eating, isn't it? And I I believe, and in my opinion, that all the time we allow this sort of blurring, that people can work exactly the same as us without having to do the knowledge via app technology, then you're not going to encourage people to do the knowledge mm-hmm. because you can do the same job as me in six weeks paying uh, for three hundred pound. Yes, that's that's the issue that needs to be addressed but, but the thing is trevor we've been in this situation now for what nine years of uber been in town eight years nine years uber were licensed in 2012 so 10 years 10 years right so all that time's gone by and they're still here we're yeah. not going to get rid of them they're not they're not going anywhere they're not going to change the, yeah. the licensing i know we're in court and we're trying and we're trying and we're trying and i absolutely support it but we got to be looking at how we react rather than we try and <coughs> the court cases and stuff like that. How are we gonna how are we gonna do this rather than trying to take them to court? What other ways can we deal with this situation by being better at what we do? Yes, that's what I'm saying. But yeah, uh, but our good we can only be we are the best anyway. We so are. How do we get much better? Uh, because 
there's a couple of things you know they, they're undercutting us all the time so we can't compete with them on no we never yeah. want to do that and, and, and we never want to no. I, mean, I mean I will come on to because I don't want to deviate because I want to answer the specific point but yeah. then we can come on to about the vehicle which is mm-hmm. a lovely vehicle but the price of it mm-hmm. you know but if you take no one's looking to get Uber because we've had minicabs in London yes. for years. They've been licensed uh, for a number of years now. No one's looking for them to get banned. But if they work, mini, see, taxis are, as we all know, and people out there studying away want to become taxi drivers. And when they get that license and they get their badge and bill, it says license to fly fire, which is the immediate I And all market. London. Yeah. And all London. All London. But yeah. it, it's an immediate, fly fire is the immediate market. And put plot. Minicabs, as they were traditionally known, always worked in the booking market. Mm-hmm. So the reason they didn't have to have the same topographical uh, knowledge as us is they turned to say because I've got time to pre-plan their yeah. route, etc. Uber's come along and acted in the immediate market, acting like a ghost taxi. Yeah. Because you can dis- you can get them immediately. They even call it an e-owl. If you look at yeah. the Oxford Dixon, you know, his definition of an owl it is what the taxis do. They drive around waiting to be owled down. So they're acting. So I say, in whose market is the blurring occurring? Because I'm licensed to ply fire all London, and I can do pre-booked because I'm over. I'm qualified enough. Minicab private I have only licensed to do pre-booking only. They're not licensed to be immediately hired. Hence, they don't have to do our knowledge. They yes. have to drive the vehicles we have to drive. So the, there's a blurring that's occurred. Yep. So is the blurring in the our market? Or is it blurring in, in our market where they're neither licensed nor qualified to work in, or is the blurring taking place in their market that we're not licensed to work in? Mm-hmm. See, and that's the and that's the crux of the matter because yeah, it it's, a tra- it's the traditional British way of doing things that we just let the market forces dictate. Well, market forces, we're a regulated market for a reason, and that reason is to protect the public. Yes. For no other, it's not to protect me, you, or anyone out there in our, our livelihoods, it's to protect the public. So what would happen is, by allowing them to perhaps, or private eye to just bring it down to one tier, standards will naturally drop. Eventually, something horrendous will happen to the public, and some white spark will get up and go, you know what, we need to regulate this. Yeah. And, but you've already got it regulated. It's been regulated yeah, yeah. for hundreds of years. You've just allowed technology because, and, you know, it's easy to criticise TFL, and I've done that over the years, but in a bit of a defence them, they, they was put under political pressure, wasn't they? Mm. And let's put it like yeah. that. And then, you know, the vehicle we got now, the taxi trade was, was right to want to, you know, to go clean. No one's going to dispute that. But we should have been given a bit of a longer time to, to achieve yes. that. How because, much longer? Well, the legal advice I've received is quite a number of years because the furniture is not ready. The vehicle wasn't ready because you just told LEVC that from 2018 they've got to go electric. So we're paying, and you would know this yes better. Yes and no. Yes and no. I will. What I will say is because they weren't ready for a fully electric, they went hybrid. It's a hybrid. Yeah, yeah it's an hybrid that we're paying. If you look at what's the latest figures, I think it's at 94000 with interest with the £20,000 balloon. Uh, That's not anything to do with a vehicle. That's to do with interest rates. Yeah, but if you... Yeah. Right, so really? what I'm saying, no, but it's yeah, the interest rates have gone up big time. We yeah. all know that. Yeah, but it's four percent, isn't it? I, I mean, I'd have to have a look at what they. The say. interest but rate, the base rate is two point two five. Yeah, but, but you've also got. So what I'm saying is, you've got the twenty thousand balloon at the end of it. So we've got an hybrid mm-hmm. that can. So it's running on petrol mm-hmm. because of the rush to clean. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. It's running on petrol and electric, yeah. but it's got a, it's got a range of about sixty three miles. Correct. 
I know, so I drive one. Right. So, uh, so it's got a range, and in the winter, of course, in real terms, when the heating's on and the radio's on, the forty miles. Gonna, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So what? We're, so we got that, mm-hmm. but we and we are paying what we're paying for it. Yeah. With the furniture, the infrastructure is not there in London. It's just not. Yeah, you're talking about charge stations. And charge stuff. stations, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. We got no other choice, really. Yeah, we got no other choice. Right. So I'm saying, and but our competitors working in the market, i.e. private hire, they've got a choice of six, ten. And if you look at Volvo, who own LEVC, they've just, is it the XC model they've just bought out? It's got a 200, and, is it 230 mile range? Now, if a 230 mile range, or 150 range, that's your, you could do a day's yeah. work in the electric cab. And I'm, I love the electric cab, I'm yeah. not knocking it. it. All beautiful. I'm saying, all I'm saying is that the trade should have pushed back and turned and said, yeah, we want to go on this journey with you. Because, of course, we, we don't want to poison ourselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we've got to be given a little bit of time. LEVC wasn't given a lot of time to develop the um, the vehicle, hence why it's an hybrid. And whilst at the moment we all turn to say diesel, when, once diesel's been eradicated, the next thing they must come from, as, as day follows night, it'll be petrol, won't it? it? It had to be a hybrid at that point because of 2017. We wasn't ready. 2016 is when yeah. they first started developing yeah. it. It had yeah. to be a hybrid exactly. because at because that the point... the technology wasn't there. The technology for charging infrastructure wasn't right, which you're quite right about. So that's why they went with a hybrid. So that the idea was that the urban mileage would be sufficient so you'd get mm. 60 miles which you could probably do seven hours shift on the rest of it you'd have to either recharge if, if you lived in town if you lived in town or if you don't live in town they're quite happy for the the petrol to be pumped out into into the countryside right that's that's why they developed it like that we don't know what went on behind the scenes so i'm I'll, none of us were party to conversations on why we couldn't wait any longer and well, go fully electric that's, later. that's the legal advice that we've had yeah, was the trade should have pushed back on it, and it would have you would have got the same time because you're publicly hired, like mm. buses. Yeah, you would have been given the time for the technology yeah. to be developed, and the technology wasn't there. And the problem they had, and I went to Coventry, and that's and a long while ago now, and they told me the problem they had at the time it's probably been eradicated now to, for a bit of ranges because of the the weight of the vehicle. Yeah, yes, the weight's going to make a big difference. And they, they, at the time, the technology wasn't there to give a. It a is battery. now. It is now. Yeah, the so, technology's there now. It is. You got you got bigger vehicles than so. That, as you said, like when they said, ranges. so in 2016 we was told as a taxi trade, you're going to be from January the first, you're only going to be able to have an electric capable vehicle. Yeah. Private hire was given to 2024, wasn't it? Right or whatever. Not so, sure on that, but, but we we. But had so what I'm saying is that they were given longer. Next, longer. Now, Ed, we, and I'm not knocking it. I'm just saying that we once again we rushed. We allowed ourselves to be rushed in. We've got the. We're going to have another lot of problems coming up now with more vehicles coming off the road on the new age, on the twelve year age limit, which is as confusing as uh, it's confused a lot of people. Because TfL, I think it's even confusing TfL because they're sending out letters left, right, and centre. So <laughs> yeah, they're all wrong. And we've got no. So it's a perfect storm, isn't it? Whilst we're doing well out there at the moment, yes. and long may that continue. Yeah. So hopefully that encourages people to do the knowledge. Yeah. But we've got no one coming through <laughs> doing the knowledge. We've got loads of vehicles coming off the road through age limit and and I like the TX and it's not a criticism I'm not one of those who said this we shouldn't have had an electric taxi but it's a ve- the best vehicle we've had but we can't afford it mm-hmm. it's too expensive for yes. what it does and Paul's quite right because he, he's got a fleet but looking at it the other day which I did it doesn't make no business sense so I'm going to pay about £94,000 and I've still got a £20,000 I've still got a twenty grand uh, balloon payment. That is that. That looks really shocking when you look at it, and when you when you when you first glance at that, and it's 
pushed pushed around social media and all the rockets of of, of rows that I've, I've seen over it, it looks shocking. But what you've got to understand is that's not the price of the vehicle. Oh, no, I know. It doesn't cost £94,000. No. How much does the vehicle cost? The co- 65 Around about that. And there's other, ways to fi- there's other ways to finance it. Yeah. There's, you don't have to pay that balloon payment at the end. You no. can hand it back. Yep. Right, so that's one thing. There's, there's other ways of, of, of buying a taxi. So you don't have to buy a brand Sorry, new taxi. Just to be someone clear. does. Someone yeah. does. Someone is paying ninety four grand at some point. Well, this but not 65 everyone. Is being, it's not 20, for everyone. The 20 grand balloon payment is being added to the 65? No, or it's included yes. in the 65? It, no, it's not included in the 65. It's, it, that's all part of the 94. As far as I can see, it's so, all part so of the twenty thousand balloon payment means the vehicle is well, is eighty five. Then eighty seven. Um, no, so without the interest on it. If I'm going to pay, you're, you're selling me the vehicle, yes. and you're telling me I'm going to pay sixty seven thousand. If I can, if I pay that right now, do I own the vehicle, or do I still owe you twenty thousand dollars? If you paid me sixty three thousand pounds for it. that cab, you've got you don't have to pay ninety four thousand. This is the, this is the point I'm making. So where does the you're balloon payment come from on top of it's the sixty? It's a PCP, or yeah, it's a PCP. If you buy it on a balloon, if you buy it on a HP, that's a completely different deal. Sorry, PCP means nothing to me. Lease. Personal contract purchase. Okay. So you, yes, yeah, like a lease. What Trevor said, like at the end of it, you can either hand it back, don't pay that balloon, so you don't go up to the ninety-four grand, and someone else starts buying it. I'm again. still confused. So I'll, if I'm confused, <laughs> someone else is going to be confused. If right. it, the vehicle is priced to buy off the showroom at sixty-seven thousand pounds, yeah, roughly. Right, I buy that, yeah. and I buy it on a loan. Yeah, then all I've got is that plus interest. Yes. All right. Where does the balloon payment get added to that? I don't understand. So at the end of the term, five years, because they do it over five years normally. Yep. At the end of the term, you get a choice. You can either pay the guaranteed future value of the vehicle, which will be around about twenty twenty one thousand pounds right? Or you can hand it back. Right. And then you don't pay that £21,000. Why do I need to pay that? I bought the vehicle on HP. Well, well I've, I've just got it up now, the go. latest, what they're saying. So the, cost, the cash price <coughs> of the vehicle mm-hmm. is 73000 Eight hundred and thirty-one pound eighty pence. Currently, so it's gone up in price. Yeah, it's gone up. Mm-hmm. You then got if you put down a deposit of two thousand pound, yeah, and you take the government uh, grant of seven thousand five hundred, it brings the vehicle down to sixty-four three three one. Right, that's your credit. That's your cash price. Yep, that's your credit uh, at the moment. And then you have got your interest, which is uh, what's the interest at four percent. But in, uh, the APR makes it 9.4. Mm-hmm. So the total payment is back is £94,262. If you're paying the interest. Yeah, that's over 61 months. Is that a HP agreement, Trevor? That is the credit. Uh, it doesn't... Sorry, I'll, I'll... This is the thing, so it doesn't make it clear. That That's that's why I'm saying that's a bit of a shock. Yeah. Shock news thing but where you don't have all the details. Not making There's it so clear. many different ways of doing it. Yeah, yeah. of course there is. And, There's and so the, many. But the, 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 the issue is, and everyone will have to make a business decision whether it's uh, viable. viable for them. Mm-hmm. But all the, it's an expensive vehicle because we because it was rushed. There wasn't there's no competition for it, mm-hmm. whatever your views. I mean, I personally want to, st- I don't want us to lower our standards and allow any vehicle to be a taxi. Mm-hmm. That's my personal view, but I fully understand why other people might try and say, I want converted vans because you can get an electric. Citroen. I don't think it works. I personally don't. I think the taxi is yeah. a taxi yeah. and we should keep that. And one model. It doesn't, doesn't work. But it's not a fair competitive market. Exactly. But if I had the luxury of knowing that I've got the sole right to be immediately hired, like I'll, <clears throat> those of yep. us of a certain age can remember when we did have that yeah. 
then I'd be more inclined to, it makes a business case yeah. for me to maybe take HP out and buy a vehicle. Mm-hmm. But all the time the others can work in my I would maintain that we're all working in a bit of a blurred market. Yeah. It's a scary prospect. That's price of vehicle. And all and that's what I'm saying that the advice we got is that whilst the taxi trade should have been given longer, like the buses was, like the private hire industry were. But we wasn't. And we've yeah. been used by you could be cynical and think that we've been used a little bit by Volvo as a guinea pig mm-hmm. because it is Volvo technology in the TXE. And now the Volvo, and we've got, there's no justification in the world that we're, whatever you say, it's a, even if the taxi's £67,000, let's put it down and say it was only £55,000, it's only got a range of 63 miles. Yeah. Now, for £35,000 out there now, or even less, you can get vehicles with 180, 200 mile range. Yeah. So we are like the guys and girls who have bought Betamax when the world's gone VHS. Yes. Because what's going to happen in five, six, because what's the second generation TXE when it eventually comes? It's going to have a longer range, could be completely 100% uh, Zec. So what's that, make, what's that make the value of the, the vehicles, the TXEs? Yeah. Is it, you, 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 you've got a major point there, but what I will say is, I always look at this, uh, the other vehicles that are uh, developed. So I'll give you an example, the BMW i3, you know, the small BMW. Yeah. So when that first came out, it had a range extender, very very much the same as the Volvo and and the taxi. And if you look at the reviews on that vehicle, people preferred the range extended one because they knew they weren't going to get range anxiety. So they could go on longer journeys without worrying about charges, which was coming back to the point you were saying earlier about charging. There's not enough furniture. There's not enough chargers. There's still not enough chargers for everyone. Like it's not just the taxi trade. It's mm-hmm. the wider fleet of personal cars. It's still not enough. So I think there's still going to be a big market for these cabs that are out now because they do the job. They're mm-hmm. all rounders. They're all rounders. You can go. You know, I've been up to Manchester without charging. You know, you, if you had to go on a roader, for instance, you would always be worrying about charging. This is why the Dynamo didn't take off mm-hmm. because people knew that 150 miles or 120 miles in the winter for that vehicle is not sufficient. Yeah. You know, it wasn't all about it didn't look like a cab because the Mercedes Vito was very successful. It was all about that range. The Vito was successful? How successful? Yeah, it was. I think it was really successful. Percentage of Vitos compared to... Airport boys, they love them Mm. because they get all the suitcases in. You know, they're reliable because it's Mercedes. Nissan's reliable because it's Nissan. Mm -hmm. But because that vehicle didn't have a long enough range, it didn't take off. They've sold 100. 100 mm. in, what, four, five years? And they, they, they're no longer selling. They're no longer. They? They, mm. they, 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 but that vehicle should, if we're going to be totally honest, uh, it, it perhaps wasn't fit for purpose to be a London taxi. Mm-hmm. Because of the range. The main uh, thing was the range. The size of it as well was The a size wasn't yeah. good. The size, I don't know what, I don't think the size was the thing because it had five seats. It was the same size as a TX4 in the back. That's not really the, the problem. The problem is... The range, it's you it's think? a cottage industry. Yeah, because the guys that bought it, more of them than ever, were guys that lived around the M25 or inside the M25. Mm-hmm. I know plenty of them, and that's why they bought it, because they knew it would be good enough for a day's shift for them. Whereas the guys that own the LEVC, a lot of them live out in Harlow, Kent, you know, lots of southeastern drivers, lots of northeastern drivers, and that's because they knew that, they didn't have to worry about the range. I've always felt it's a Even though it's got, everyone says it's got low range, it's only yeah. got 60 miles, but it's I, not, it's a hybrid. I don't think it matters. I think that you you want one taxi yeah. and everybody wants competitors 
not because they're going to buy the competition, but to bring down the price of the one taxi they want to buy. So that that means it doesn't work mm. because I want to buy this, but you're too expensive. So if we had competition, maybe you'd have to compete yeah. with them, but we're still not going to buy that. So the competition's not going to come. I, I personally would like to, I like the purpose-built taxi. Yes. yes. Right, because I've said before, the knowledge of London, the vehicle we drive, it's every and, part of it. and the flying fire is all intrinsically linked. Yeah. Yeah. But we, we cannot get away from the fact that the vehicle is... Very expensive. Yes, it's expensive, and as you said, it hasn't. Um, it's not got a great range now because we've settled quickly and took this taxi and we've started using it. It kind of puts a band aid on it for them. They can actually go on longer and longer before they come out with better technology to yeah. give us a better taxi. Yeah. Whereas if we had held out, they would have to have been quicker with the better technology, and we'd have had the better yes. taxi. Yes, we would have. Uh, the legal. QC told us that he believes that we would have, if we would have challenged it, we would have been given longer. Mm-hmm. We could never, and quite rightly, because the world needs, you know, the air needs cleaning up. You're never yeah. going to be able to turn this, and, and we, nor should we be arguing that we should be driving diesels. No, no, it's terrible. Right, and we could, it, it, we've lived it, it was terrible. Right, so you, no one's saying that, but what you could have said is you're unrealistic in 2016 to say to the taxi trade from the 1st of January, you've got, you can only buy an electric vehicle. Not only was mm-hmm. it unrealistic, it was unrealistic as well. The terminal say by twenty twenty nine thousand of them would be on the road when you didn't know the price. Mm. So at the time, I think, and don't quote me on this, but I think approximately a TX four would have been about forty forty five thousand pounds. To be fair, forty five thousand pounds. So yeah. we're making a decision in twenty sixteen of a vehicle that's forty five thousand pounds. Oh yeah, we could definitely have nine thousand on the road by not knowing that this vehicle is going to come in at fifty seven thousand five hundred. Mm. Or, yeah. or more when you throw in the interest. So that was a bit of a, mm. a learning. That's something the taxi trade should have, I believe, should have been pushing back and said, well, well, look, we want to get there because we're not Luddites because we're sitting in this pollution as well. Yeah, yeah. But we can't be used as an experiment for the entire, of all of London. Mm. And that's what's happened. But they're always going to use the taxi trade as an experiment because we do the most urban mileage. So they're always going to go for the taxi trade first when they do these clean air projects, mm-hmm. right? An electric vehicle, we all know electric vehicles cost more to develop than diesel and petrol vehicles. It's always going to cost more, whatever way you look at it. Mm-hmm. The way they dragged it out by telling us the price was bad. Like they should have warned us a lot sooner what the price might be so yeah. we could make a, you know, a challenge. That I, I completely agree with Trevor on that. But I, I knew it was going to be a lot more. I knew it was going to be at least 10 grand more. Mm-hmm. But then if you ch- chuck in the savings of what the range and the electric is, it kind of comes out at a status quo. Because but if now, you look at, it kind of comes out, it's like an upgrade, but for the same price. But now Where, people, with, with the prices and the energy crisis, yeah. it's the same price now as running it on petrol. It is. So, you're, so the, you've, lost, and that, you've lost your savings, yeah. which yeah. was a, a selling point yeah, for yeah. the vehicle. It was, yeah. And, and inevitably, when they, you know, after they finish <coughs> with diesel, it's inevitably the environmentalists will turn and say about petrol pollution in London. Because mm. that's inevitable. And where's that going to lead the trade? So it's also inevitable as day follows night that the next taxi will be an 100% Zec, uh, yeah. it'll be an electric vehicle. When is that, though? When is that? But, uh, no quicker than another two years. But that's, but then I haven't got a crystal. In but what opinion. sort of price are we looking at then? Mm-hmm. And what's the value of this vehicle? Why would I pay? 
Yeah. 70, f- and this is why thousand. Trevor... That's is- got 60 mile range where Paul's got a few more quid than me. He's got a brand new one that does <laughs> yeah. 200 miles. Got a few more quid than anyone he has. And, and <laughs> then, not only has he got... To, then you have got luxury yeah, yeah. of um, I can go... Uh, I can take a Manchester, a Rhoda, and I can charge Ooh. up when I'm in, a, the, in a Shell garage or a BP garage when I'm in Manchester after I've dropped them off. Yeah, this yeah. is why this cab we've got now will be have longevity because the next cab will be fully electric and it will have a limit. Right. Whereas this cab now has got no limit. You can fill it up when you like. You can fill it up where you like. So, I actually like hybrids, and uh, and I, the reason I like hybrids is because they're transitional. Right. So, there's so many vehicles out there in the market that are hybrids, and they're really popular because a lot of people want to drive on electric, but they're scared of charging. So, having the taxi that does that is perfect because mm. you've never got to worry about charging it. Yes, the rain, the electric range is pretty bad, but right now, <laughs> to, to put petrol in and electric, it's like the same money if you're charging on the street. Yeah. So we've got the best of both worlds. So when we had the petrol crisis, when we couldn't get petrol, we were do- we all was- charging up. So this is what I'm saying about this cab. I know everyone's like, "Oh, you love this cab so," much. but it's so versatile. So mm-hmm. so but it's so versatile. Yeah, that's all. The and you drive it, Trev, so you know that. Yeah. yeah. And I, as I say, I and think you own it. Yeah. No, I don't. I rent it. Yeah. I can't mm-hmm. make a business decision. I cannot make a, a, a business argument for owning it because mm-hmm. it makes no sense. Because then I've also got the running costs and insurance and yeah, everything yeah. else. Makes absolutely no for me, but other people's financial situations. Yeah, we're all are different. different. Yeah, right? yeah, but for me, it makes I can't make it because I prefer to be an owner. Yeah, but I can't make a bit of business judgment mm-hmm. to own this vehicle because I think it's it's too much money. Yeah, for what it is, and then as I say, but eventually though. Because the vehicle is zero emissions capable. Yeah. Zero emissions. And so I asked TFL a number of years ago, so you can't get lower than zero. So what's what's the lifespan of the vehicle? What, you mean the battery? I'm talking about the, the vehicle. Because make no mistake about that, they're going to come for it because yeah. it's hybrid. Yeah. So people are buying it and it is a lot of money. And I remember then you had the old fairway. <laughs> so it's a long while ago. I like there. a fair one. So yeah, you liked it. <laughs> Beautiful. And, I love them. And, and what was the, you used to say, you did, used to say, say the best thing is to buy a, a second hand cab. Yeah. And then because, you know, it don't cost you a fortune, keep it maintained. And, and that's a sensible business way of, that's yes. how you like to do your business. I remember you saying it many yeah. years ago. So I've got a good memory in there. Well, I used to pay about £7,000 a cab. Right. So, but now... But you knew when you was buying that, as long as you had it maintained, yep. and as long as it was roadworthy and in good condition, you could have that cab for forever. Yeah. But they they moved that, they changed that. When so, we, when was it longer than fifteen years then, guys? Recently, yeah, isn't yeah. it? Uh, yeah. But when was the age limit longer than fifteen years on a diesel cab? It was forever. There was no so limit. There was no what, limit. When when did it change to fifteen oh, yeah. years? Well, I think it must be. Don't quote me on this. It must have been about 2016, 2017, mustn't it? No. Oh, that was that was a different change. That changed twice. No, no you're going back even further. I, I could be 15, 20 years. You'd have to look it up to find yeah, out. Yeah, I'd have to. I'm talking about, yeah. But what I'm saying is, you'd buy a taxi, and as long as it was roadworm, you had it serviced, you could have that taxi. Because a lot yeah. of people. Is that why the overhauls were really strict in them days? Yes, yeah. Because they, they had to make sure that they were. Well, the overhauls should have been strict because we're publicly hired yeah, vehicles. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But they should still be strict, they in my opinion. Be. Yeah. And no one's. No, one's no now someone's earning money out of everything in a different way the way that money was earned back then what well, it wasn't earned basically but so the point i was going to try to make is that you could buy a txe second hand because most people are not going to have the twenty thousand balloon payment yeah but it's okay though because forget the fact that i'm paying whatever it is i've paid you back over five years you can have the vehicle back yeah and i might well go into the showroom and say you know what i'll buy that five-year-old vehicle yeah 
and but the goalposts could be moved whilst I'm pay, paying because they still want 32, 34, whatever they want for yeah. for the five year old vehicle. And during the course of the the, the terms that I've got on HP, the Gold Coast would be, could be moved. And that vehicle might only ever, not saying it would. Oh, yeah, lifespan. The lifespan would be reduced. And what is the, the lifespan currently? 15. Well, 15 at the moment. 15 on a ZEC. Yeah. On an electric vehicle. It runs on petrol. It's the only electric vehicle that runs okay, on petrol. Okay, hybrid. But it still, <laughs> seem, a hybrid. It still yeah. seems to me that uh, that is not a very green policy. Uh, That's my worry. That's not very. And so you'll think once they get a full electric, then they think, oh, now we have a full electric, but we'll give you. You'd have to give a full lifespan. You'd have to just say the vehicle is running, it stays running. But what do, where does that leave you if you're in the TXE? Because I think yeah. they reduce them. You know, and were they so, such an expensive vehicle to start with, a lot of people are going to buy them second hand and they're going to be over the 30000 mark mm-hmm. and they're going to be those that have been returned because they could, people couldn't pay the PCP or didn't want to yeah. pay the PCP. But, so it'd be a five-year-old vehicle. Yeah. And, what, and because it's, it's sort of a new, newish vehicle, we haven't had an influx of batteries going on them yet Ooh. how much were they yeah, we have but I know <laughs> I know a little bit about how much about yeah. I've only heard from no. through the Twitter sphere no yeah, I, I was told by 20,000 pounds well, I was told a little bit less than that by a garage but that's not the point is all them as the vehicle gets older all them problems are going to um, so, so you've got to look at other electric vehicles to worry about the battery so at the moment while the vehicle's under warranty we don't worry about the battery unless mm-hmm. it was damaged by misuse, which is very unusual, right? So once the battery runs out of warranty, which is five years, we're hoping that the battery comes down in price. It has to because we're looking at history of other electric vehicles. The batteries have come down in price because they've got more efficient, right? So I don't think we need to worry as much as what people are worrying about on the battery. That's that's my view on. Okay, on the you think in five years' time, if it's twenty thousand pound now, which is under warranty anyway, <laughs> it won't be as much as that. It won't be as much as that. No, then and you get an extend. You can get an extended warranty. They're already selling extended warranties up to eight years now on these vehicles. Well, let's let's to make them viable because, like Trevor said, they're still going for thirty thousand pound and eighteen yeah. plate vehicles going for. So the only way to get that value is to extend the warrant life of the warranty because the. They're viable for another warranty. Okay, so let's look at the finances on that. Then. Mm. So you've got a, a four-year-old vehicle, 2018, is selling for what? About 30 to 35. About, about 34 is about Yeah, yeah, about 34. So yeah, yeah. going back to my uh, idea of buying second-hand, it does look more viable to buy a £30,000 taxi than to buy the brand new. Yeah. And but, but you tie yourself into a, an HP agreement because you, you know, 30000 not everyone's got 30000 no. straight. So you... When you was paying five or six thousand for a vehicle, you might be able to pay that cash. Yes, there always was. They always <laughs> bought it outright. But 30, 34,000. You've got a little bit more yeah, difficulty. But, yeah, so in, then you take that and then all of a sudden, I'm not saying it would, but if the goalposts are moved again because it also runs on petrol, yeah. that all of a sudden, it's a five-year-old vehicle. You're you're leapt into a a five-year maybe HP yeah. agreement. That's bringing a vehicle up to 10 years. And by the way, when you've finished it, it's only got two, or it might only have two yeah, years yeah. left. Yeah. It's who's going to want to go and pay... That's the that's the question, and I mean that's where we're in a flux. But I'm not anti TX. Have you no, no. changed much though? This, this is my question. So you're saying all that, and you're right in what you're saying. But are we still any different from where we was? So where we was was two to three grand a plate when it was yeah. diesel. It was fully yes. diesel, two to three grand a plate per year. Per year, it's still the same. It's still no different because there's still plenty of diesels out there. There's still nine thousand diesels. Oh, if you want to diesels buy the diesels in the fleet, yeah. So you still buy the diesels and uh, per year at two to three thousand pound a plate. Yeah. Or if you want an, a semi-electric hybrid, you buy one with twelve years or ten years plate, which is going to cost you twenty-five to thirty grand next year. So well, it, what, it's about where the same. are we? Yeah, it's no different. 
Yeah. Nothing's really changed. The so, only thing that's changed is they've taken three years off to try and speed up their clean air policy, which has upset a lot of people, and rightly so, because they thought that when they bought that cab, that's what they're getting. But it's, it's done, and when they did it, they offered the opportunity for the whole trade, whether the whole trade got it is another matter, I'm not sure on that, to do a scrappage scheme. Yeah. Or would they call it a decommissioning scheme? Yeah. So there was all offered a decommissioning scheme and they had where, money, where they was offered ten thousand pounds. I took a couple of these. You have you, what well, we got ten thousand um, pounds, and we was, t- and that's for the plate. So you hand the plate back to TfL, and they give you ten thousand pounds, and then you can do what you want with the cab. So you can't can't fly higher, can't be, but a you cab can sell it to another region. Mm-hmm. We got four for one and three for another. So we ended up with 14,000 for one, 13,000, which wasn't really that much different to the value of the cab. Yeah. So people had that opportunity. I know a guy that he um, he wanted a TXE. He wanted a new TXE. He put his 15 grand down what he sold. He put 10 grand in himself. And I think he said he borrowed the rest. And he was free old within three years mm-hmm. on that cab. So, you know, it's not the end of the world. Okay, That's what I'm saying. Then if you don't have that, if it comes to about 90,000, you've got 15 years? You've got 15 at, at years. So you've got to divide that 90,000 between 15 years, which works out exactly. If you keep the same vehicle for 15 years from new and paid around £90,000 including interest, the running cost for the vehicle will be £115 per week, £500 per month, £6,000 per year. This does not include insurance or maintenance. But I think it epitomises the... the, um, the, the Bigger problems the trade's got. So if you take the vehicle and you and Paul's quite right about the um, you could do the scrappage scheme. Yeah. But if you look at the demographics of the age of the taxi tr- drivers, yeah. A lot of them in their mid to late fifties, yeah, did not want to scrap their vehicle that they still got no. uh, to then take on that mm-hmm. level of debt because their their idea was as I reach past sixty two, sixty three, I want to work less, yeah, not more. And then, and also, so that's the that's the problem with the trade. We got no, and then we got no one coming through to take their place. Yeah. Which yep. is a, and then also, when we all used to buy, or you took a decision. I was always a buyer, Masha, but other people took, chose to rent, yeah. right? But we only had approximately, and don't hang me on this, but approximately fifty six thousand licensed minicab drivers. Mm-hmm. In the meantime, we've now gone over hundred thousand of them, yep. all working in our market. Yep. So the security. To go and buy. Scary. It's scary because would I want to... When it was 40 or 1,000, I had the monopoly. Yeah, I'll, I'll buy that on HP over four or five years and I'll own yeah. it outright. Then I've got it and I'll keep it maintained. I have a service regular. Yeah. And I haven't got no worries. Now, the the debt could be in 90 odd thousand and I'm equally competing against for my own work, not only just with private hire, but sometimes with taxi apps that will yeah. go under the meter. And mm. and that's that's the problem you got because you know that's the reality and it, it really does encapsulate the entire problem we yeah. got because if no one's coming through, the more people come through because a lot of people say oh, quicker and they have vested interest, don't they? Mm. So it, if I and I'm not saying that you you, you most certainly don't, uh, Dean, because I know your standards, but mm. you could say well I've got a knowledge school so it's in my benefit to make the knowledge as easy as possible as quick as possible and I'll get twenty thousand people apply to do it. Mm. It's in my but the reality of that is, and then if you sell taxis or you rent them out, yeah, get them all in, I can buy yeah. those. But that's, 
but then our standards would drop. If you want yeah, to maintain, we both hold a badge, so we don't want yeah, that. Exactly. Yeah. So you want to maintain the standards. Yeah. But by maintaining human nature is they've been allowed a taste. Private minicab drivers have been allowed a taste of a market mm. they should never been allowed to work in. Yeah. And that is fundamentally we can put us. Oh, they did say this at the meeting. You know, it's like putting a, a plaster on an axe wound because we can <laughs> we can actually look at what we're doing with the knowledge. But all the time we don't address the elephant in the room. Yeah. yeah. It's not going to change nothing. I That's saw you say this in a... Was it a GLA meeting, I think? You was, it, it I was, said it last two weeks ago. You two, said it in a meeting where you I were sitting... You was, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you've got to. That's, what, that's your job. But... Um, you were sitting with Steve McNamara the G- yeah, and, before the GLA. and um, Grant Mickey, Davis, and Mickey you, Walker, it was Mickey and, Walker, and they were they were sort of quite passive, and they were they were addressing points and stuff. But you just said elephant in a room, There's, and and I, they were really shocked. But what you're saying was ro- is is was 100 percent right. And-